Hello and welcome to the Press Start Podcast, Press Start Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast. I'm your host, you and joined today by my fellow gamers and co-hosts, Shannon. Hello. James. Hello. And Brody. Hello. Shannon, I saw you reporting on these new Samsung TVs today. And I've got my eye out for a new one, maybe to potentially put at like the foot of my bed so I can game from the comfort of my cushions. Is there any in particular of these new ones you'd recommend? And what what's the deal with these Q OLED ones? What's what's the difference with those? Uh, I don't even know anymore between like QLED <laughs> and like micro LED and mini LED, OLED, QD, OLED. I, I think the ones to keep an eye on this year, like the QD OLED ones from Samsung and Sony, apparently it's like meant to mesh the blacks of OLED and the brighter panels of, of like QLED and stuff. So I think, yeah, they're definitely the ones to, to watch. And if they pan out, like they're not that much more expensive than OLEDs, like clearly Samsung's going after LG. And then if they turn out to be crap for the money, then just working your way backwards through like OLEDs and QLEDs and whatever you want. So what does that mean? Like you, the, you get the blacks of like an OLED, but the kind of color vibrancy of of a quantum uh, so dot sort apparently, of thing. Yeah, apparently, I can't remember. I think it's like a blue panel that they've put in there to match with the green and red that OLEDs use. So you're getting the blacks, but somehow bright. I don't, I don't know how it works. It's very complex, but it, that, that's think the promise. Yeah, I think it's like a blue emitting light a blue, rather a blue than a white light, light yeah. that's emitted and they yeah. kind of like filter it differently rather than cutting out the other wavelengths. Yeah, it they just sounds kind of filter it very simple to the point that it's like, well, why hasn't LG just done this for the last five years? But I'm sure yeah. it's not that simple, but it's it sounds promising. And I think Samsung have realized they have to do something in that space because LG is just killing it with OLED. And it sounds like they've got some really exciting tech on the way where I don't know that LG are really pushing things forward with OLED yeah. at this point. Yeah. It's exciting. I feel like this is like a kind of major it is. change and it's in all, the technology I feel like, TV. yeah, the competition is making it all... It's obviously not cheap, but it's bringing mm. the new technology down in price and OLED down in price as well. Yeah, yeah. Exciting times if you're in the market for a new TV. Keep an eye out over like the next couple of months or so. Is that right? Yeah. Next couple of months that are about to come yeah, out? Yeah, I think they're dropping from now. Like, I yeah, I couldn't believe wow. it. We're already in mid-March, so it's definitely TV time. If you're in yeah. the market, you can get a so you can get cheaper, on an old one. Cheaper or, older models or top-of-the-line yeah, kind of brand-new stuff if, uh, if, that's your, if that's your fancy. Excellent. I'm always curious about what's happening in the world on TV, so obviously it's very relevant to us as gamers. So thanks for answering me, those questions for, you, for me, Shannon, humoring me on those. Um, but James, let's talk about some video games. And before we get stuck into the reviews of the day, I'd love to hear your initial impressions of Ghostwire Tokyo after you published a preview earlier in the week. Again, we've had our iOS on for a while. Um, one, admittedly, like I don't kind of know where I'm coming down on it, but where are you coming down on it at this stage, having previewed it? Yeah, so, so far it's good. Um, it's basically, the structure is similar to like probably most open world games that you're familiar with. Like you've got like story missions, side missions. It is open world, but when I say open world, it's like, I mean, I feel like when you say open world, you think of like Assassin's Creed or like um, Forbidden West or something like that. It's not like as vast as that. It's quite a manageable, nice, moderate sized open world. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, because it's like a city, so it's quite dense too. You can explore the rooftops or the the floor. Um, not a lot of inside of buildings, but yeah, it's it it's pretty nice. Um, yeah, like obviously with this preview, like it was just the first two chapters. Um, I think there's six total in the game, um, but you get a like a good idea of like how it's structured and the quality of the side content and stuff. And so far, it's been pretty mm. good. Um, I guess my only like worry is the repetition of the side stuff or whether or not um because so far in the first two chapters i've got i think i've got all the powers that you get i think it's quite a simple game in that way right um and i'm just wondering if like if i keep playing it will i get bored of having just those three powers or will the enemy variety change itself up quite a bit um yeah so but so far like i am really liking it um it's not as scary as um tango's last two games mm. so if like that's putting you off i wouldn't let you put it off it's probably it's more like Ghostbusters than, say, like, Insidious or something like that. Like, it's <laughs> it's very much... It's not, like, funny, but it's it's very much, um, like, chill horror. You know, I think yeah. it's rated M here. I don't think it's even MA. Um, so, it's kind of like playing with supernatural themes without being kind of outright terrifying. 
Yeah. Is that like um, a fair... But, and a lot of it is like, yeah, and a lot of it is like, you know, the yokai, uh, the, you know, the Japanese kind of spirits or Japanese folklore, um, they're like the side missions and a lot of them are like quite goofy. Okay. Um, like the reason someone can't get out of the house is because there's like a big door yokai blocking it and you have to like exercise that. Like it's, it's, it's got like a bit of tongue in cheekness to it, but um, mm. yeah, it's definitely not scary. I wouldn't, there are some bits that are a little bit like intense, but like it's not scary at all. Um, but yeah, as a game, like so far, it's pretty good. Uh, it's just, yeah, I, I, it's just like managing my expectations with like, I'm, I hope I don't want it to have this 60 hours of content, but then will I feel like shortchanged if it doesn't? Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Cause it is quite open. Uh, but yeah, do so far you, it's good. Do you think like coming out of coming from like Dying Light, Horizon and Elden Ring, and I know they're all very different to each other and this game, but do you think that will impact people picking this up in terms of like an open world burnout or is like the city and stuff different enough from those games like i think i'm i don't know if i'm a good person to judge that because i know people who have played like dying light horizon and elden ring all in a row and they're not and that that's fine to them which is like yeah, but like you and you put your hand up, but you've played like ten minutes of each, I'm about like, like proper, like you know, hours and playing hours playing through them all. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, coming off like I mean, me coming off like finishing probably eighty percent of Dying Light, one hundred percent of Elden Ring. I play Ghostwire, and I actually appreciate it because it's it's smaller. Mm. Um, but that's me. I don't know if everyone's like that. Like I know um, one of my friends, like she has. She has a hundred percent of Valhalla, and she just did all the three Mass Effect games, and now she's gone onto Horizon, and it's like I just like that's just so much, so much big games at once. Yeah, um, but I appreciate Ghostwire because it is smaller, and because you can probably finish it. I don't really know, but if you extrapolate from what I've done in the first two hours, I would say it's a twenty to thirty hour game, mm. um, which for a first open world as well is quite good. Um, Some people might yeah. really like that, like you're just a bit more digestible. I just um, think like. Like, I'm it curious, is, like, yes, it's a map full of icons and shit, but, like, I just don't think we need to strive to have these giant fucking maps with 80 activities, you know, seven different side quests and main story. You know what I mean? Like, I feel yeah. like it's quite chill compared to most games. Is it, um, when you say, like, it's a map full of icons, is that, like, uh, what, 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 like, what's a fair open world to compare it to, do you think? Like, is it Elden Ring-esque and it's just kind of full of things to discover without much hand-holding or is it more like an ubisoft game with kind of checkboxes and well it's closer to um like every other open world game besides elden ring right okay you know like there is like you open the map zoom out and it's got like here's like a yokai activity or here's like a shrine to pray at or whatever yeah um so these side missions and other activities are kind of following a format yes yeah yeah so they have their own format for sure um it's yeah it's like I just uh, my thing is as well it's so hard to like not try I don't want to be that person who's like oh now that I've played Elden Ring nothing seems the same like that's I think that's <laughs> super obnoxious so like I don't want to be like that but you do think about that's it what I've know? been putting up with for years since Breath of the Wild came out my nah, I've, I've played like maybe two or three hours like I only just got code and my thing is like coming off Elden Ring which again I only played like five or ten hours of like I'm a bit over, like, the first few hours of these open-world games being, like, so hand-holdy before you're, like, set free. And I think they're all walking you through the same things in terms of, like, the the shrines opening, clearing fog and opening parts of the map and whatever else. Like, these basic gameplay mechanics that 99% of gamers know. And that's the part that I'm, like, struggling through with these open-world games coming from, like, Horizon that took, like, five hours to open up and Dying Light which mm. we spoke about, like, how the second area really you needed to get to before things opened up. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm a bit over that with these games at this point. And again, I'm not someone that sinks lots of hours into games, so maybe it's just me wanting to get to the meat instantly. But, yeah, really cool vibe. And it is really quite different to anything else that I can think of in yeah, recent I, times, I at do least. F- I do feel like it has a... Um a vibe like like it's it's when you add it all together it's it's greater i've said this to brody i think and i confused him but like i think it's greater than the sum of its parts like you know you put all this this like kind of whatever open world game design together with this really cool setting and stuff and just the idea of everything that's in that game like is unique enough that it kind of overcomes the fact that it's just 
another open world game, if that makes sense. No. Yeah, it does. It does. I agree with that. Like the combat and the vibe and the city, like it all makes it feel really unique, even though if you took, if you looked at just the elements, it is just an open world basic game. Like if this was just like real life Tokyo with guns and people, but then the same game, that would be nowhere near as like endearing or charming, I feel. Yeah. As like, say, what's going on? If it was the Division Tokyo. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Something like that. Which is probably coming. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I do think, like, one of the things that definitely makes it stand out against the rest is just its kind of style and its leaning into, like, the supernatural as well. Like, that all super interests me. Um, have you enjoyed, think- the se- like, the way the story's been set up so far, James? Like, uh, Yeah, I don't, know where, I don't really know where it's going, but um, okay. playing it, I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, I get, I get the vibe. Um, yeah. There's a bit of mystery, but, like, I don't, I don't know if it's going to be... Like hundred percent of a payoff. Like I'm, I've played both the Evil Within games, and I'm familiar with like mm. the r- style of writing is just so different to say other games. But um, yeah, so far it's good. Um, okay. The one thing I do if, just want to quickly like sure. Oh, so, no, you go ahead. Well, if like if the story is kind of compelling enough, I feel like that would be enough to kind of pull me in. Like I think you're right that I'm hitting that high watermark with open world games at the moment, having played. Not beaten Dying Light yet. I still, the, I'm leaving games unfinished with shitting me. I'm de- desperately trying to get through Horizon before I go back into Elden Ring. Um, but, yeah, I feel like if the story is compelling enough, I could kind of play a bit more of a kind of standard open world. I'm really enjoying Horizon at the moment and just, like, how much depth there is to all the side characters that you meet and the, story, the side missions that you stumble across as well. Um, but yeah, I, I think I could kind of go back to a more straightforward open world and just kind of check the relevant boxes if it had a story to kind of compel me through it as well. But I will go on. Yeah, what are you say? the last thing I will probably say just to like close it off is it is um, very nice looking. Um, mm. I really didn't. I kind of didn't think about this, but like there is a sixty frame ray trace mode, and I, oh. even though I think it might be a little bit lower res than others, um, just like the way that the light hits the pavement on, you know, and then you've got the puddles and the reflection of all the neon signs and stuff. Like, it's a really nice um, showcase for ray tracing. Um, nice. And I don't think it gets too... It doesn't, like, get disgustingly blurry. Um, and there's also V-Sync modes, which I don't really understand because I don't think V-Sync is on the PS5 yet. Um, Shannon and I were exchanging could, I don't know. I, well, I, well. <laughs> I think V-Sync is different to VRR, and I think most games have V-Sync. But it's weird to have it in a mode like that. I don't. You, yeah, you just want V-Sync like, on all the time. I don't get why you'd have it off. Yeah. Because I think if you have V-Sync off, I think if you have V-Sync off, the frame rate can be higher, but there's more tearing. Yes, that's memory. correct. Yeah. yeah. What, what V-Sync does is renders each frame top to bottom uniform, like uniformly. Whereas if you have it off, I think it can render the top half and the bottom half at different rates. And that's why you're going to get the tearing in the, in the middle of the screen. Something mm-hmm. like that. Not an expert. But really good looking game. Um, cool. It's rare that you hit like 60 FPS and ray tracing. That's that's kind of a cool thing that it's got no, that. No, DMC had that. And I think Spider-Man okay. added it, didn't they? They had the mode they where it was low res. frames, ray tracing mode. Yeah. I think maybe stuff from it too, actually. Yeah. I think that's the best way. I, I hate having to choose. Like, I just want to have everything. Like, I know the res might be a bit lower, but yeah. it's, it's fine in this game. It's, like, mysterious and... Get yourself an RTX 3080 and build yourself a PC, James, and then you can have it all. I'd rather <laughs> give birth to a chair, but thank you. <laughs> uh, with that, let's quiz Brody about <laughs> Shredders. Uh, a snowboarding game, is that right, Brody? If you're unfamiliar with Shredders, is that a fair set? fair description uh, of the game yes yes it is a snowboarding game yep. how, how did you find shredders <clears throat> yeah i mean if you're into snowboarding like uh if you're into like hitting the pow as they say um i, I i'd for recommend pow, this game for powder is that what that is it sure is it right. sure is okay cool and they say it about 600 times in this game um <laughs> yeah i mean yeah if you're into snowboarding like i, I think it's 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 good in that sense. Like it does snowboarding really well. Mm. Um, it, it's not amped or anything like that. It's not like super arcadey. Like uh, to use like an analogy that I sort of leaned on in the review. It's more like session than it is skate. Like and and more session than it is even Tony Hawk. Like it's. So what does that mean if you don't know session or skate? Well, session is obviously that skateboarding game that sort of came after skate and filled that gap, but. 
ultimately it was a bit bare bones and didn't really feel the hole that most people were after and i feel like shredders <laughs> you yeah. know is, is like that <laughs> it's a it's bare bones it's like it does the the snowboarding side of things really well but it, it's fairly feature poor and like it doesn't really fill do. your hole yeah that's right it didn't fill my hole um hole remains so, gaping yes okay <laughs> all right cut that cut that cut that, cut that. <laughs> um yeah uh and like the story is just beyond nonsensical like it's just it's it's so dumb the voice acting is uh pretty woeful like it sounds like half the you know and they, they do that thing like tony hawk always did as well in the early days like where they'd get the pros in to do lines and yeah uh, they are not actors like obviously like half of them sound like they recorded in their car on their way to the uh you know training i don't know what a what a snowboarders do um <laughs> but uh yeah so i don't know like the presentation side of things in that regard was kind of you know a letdown but like if you're not there for that and you're just sort of there to you know just yeah. crack through all the objectives that the game throws at you and through the story mode and like um hit like the you know bunch of different terrains that they offer and they do offer a bunch of different ones like there's like park settings and like there's like backcountry stuff and even industrial stuff that's really cool mm. um then, like, you know, you're, you're going to have a bit of fun with it. And I, I think it does, like, in that sense, respect, like, the player's time a lot, which I appreciated. Like, it was similar to Oli Oli World in a way where, like, they set you, like, a... Like, there's a massive list of objectives that you could do in each level, but there's only, like, the most basic one is, like, a pass mark to get through, and it's up to you whether you come back and do, like, the really hard ones once you sort of master the controls and all that sort of stuff, which is similar to Skate and Session and stuff, where it's, like, all twin stick and... Uh, pretty finicky in particular, but once you master it, you know, it, it, it runs really fluidly and it's really quite enjoyable. Yeah. Um, and, like, uh, I also sort of mentioned, like, uh, as opposed to, like, skateboarding, where it's obviously much more readable in what you're doing because, like, it's just a park or vert or street and you can see it real clearly. I found, like, this game in particular and its maps and the terrains to be sort of, like, uh, less readable. Like, it's right. kind of hard to tell where you are half the, half the time, and, like, I'd be flubbing jumps, like, left, right, and center, but the game has, like, um like a, a rewind function, like, that you have in Forza or something like oh, that. Cool. So you So you can literally just, like, bump back, like, five seconds or something like that, and then just take the jump again, and yeah. there's, like, no penalty. So, like, it, it's, it's generous to players in that regard, and I think that's a good thing that they deserve credit for. But, um, yeah, all in all, like, it's just a little bit lacking. This is all with the multiplayer removed like I, I didn't sample the multiplayer at all because mm. they rec- they recommended during the uh, review process that we uh, turn it off because apparently it messed with the single player stuff for some reason so they're obviously working that out currently so you know it might be better once you get in there with friends and just tool around and just have fun but yeah, yeah. if you if you're tackling it by yourself uh, as I have um, it's yeah I mean it's fun but it's not groundbreaking and you know there's not a lot to do once you work through the content that's there, which is a li- little bit bare. Yeah. Interesting. It's mm. amazing. It is on games Game Pass, like kind of- though, yeah? Yeah, it is on Game Pass, so, which is oh, good. Cool. So, Do you think it's worth a try? Yeah, for sure. Like, if, if, you, if you're up for something like... Um, like, it, like, it is fun just to jump in and just write a few lines and stuff. And, like, if, if you don't have to pay 60 or $70 or $100, then, you know, it's, it's definitely worth a try. Like, I, w- I won't say it's for, like, achievement hunters or anything like that. Like, it... it it can be pretty difficult in that regard but yeah i mean if you've got nothing to do nothing to play which is probably impossible at the minute for many people there's yeah so much out there um but i think being on game pass will be a a good thing for this game especially like as they continue to evolve and if they like sort of introduce more content down the line and yeah or yeah. if the player base like expands and then you know they can add more to the multiplayer side of things so yeah i i, I think it is worth a go Another benefit to, like, having Game Pass is just to be able to kind of sample some of the thing- these things. Like, I feel like Shredders or a game like Shredders has got a hardcore audience that kind of lap up, like, a game like it. Um, yeah. And then maybe this audience has never kind of given it a go and not really sure if it's their jam. But because of, like, some- I feel like I'm, de- like, sliding into a Game Pass ad now. But because of the power of Game Pass, like, you can give it a go and, like, try it out. Um without yeah, no kind of much consequence yeah. yeah without any risk right like so mm. yeah another another benefit game pass it's really cool um speaking of game pass actually has anyone played any tunic yet not one i was gonna ask reviewed, that i don't think but one i've I only, seen plenty of people talking about i only played the um like a handful of months back they did like an id at xbox demo yeah like right as past as part of like a i don't know if it was like a steam fest or something like that and they uh probably wouldn't be a steam the summer games sure. thing summer, the, the summer demos. games oh, of course, yep yeah. that's what it was yeah and i played it then and uh yeah that game doesn't fuck around it's pretty hard so um 
It seems yeah, like your jam, especially Brody, being a big fan of Deathloop. Sorry, not Deathloop. Uh, Death Deathstore. Door. Yeah, and, and it looks a similar th- sort of game. They were talking about that on uh, Kind of Funny this morning, and they said that it is oh. very... Uh, like, Andy said it was very similar to Death Store, so that sort of... Uh, as I was driving, I was like, hmm. hmm. All you need. Yeah. All you need. Pe- piqued my interest, so... And it's yeah, that's cute. I like a little... I like the little fox, so... Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, we better keep cracking because we've still got plenty more games to discuss. Um, and another review, no less, coming your way again, James. I'm intrigued to hear your thoughts on Strangers of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin uh, based on what you wrote in your review, um, which I admittedly skimmed over in the week. But it sounds like the story was terrible, but you liked it regardless. Is that is that right? Do elaborate. Yeah, so... I think this is the great thing about games, right? Is like you can you go to a movie and the story shit, and you're like, oh, that was shit. But like you go to a game, <laughs> you go to a game, you play a game, and it the story shit. But like the game underneath it is quite good, yeah. Um, and that's kind of what Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin is. Um, it's like it's just it's a really it surprised me. Like it's a really solid action game. Um, it's the the story is dreadful. Like everything you saw in that first trailer that everybody laughs at, that's like the vibe of the whole game. Um, there's a scene where like a, a character doesn't listen to another character, just puts pulls out his iPhone and starts playing Limp Bizkit and walks away. Like it's not even like it's not even like meant. I don't know if it's. I think it's in on the joke, but like you don't know. And I think that's the best worst kind of way to tell a story. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Because it is like it's a retelling. You're not sure if it's genius comedy or just it's either genius satire or like hot dog shit. But like you don't know, and like <laughs> you know, but um, yeah. I so... did see one scene circulating with Twitter where they were like discussing memories or like forgetfulness, and it, it is not clear at all what the talking it's not a convers- about. Like it's yeah. just it's just utter rambling. <laughs> I don't think a human being wrote the story, the script. Like I think yeah, it, it's written by. AI. It sounds Some, AI generated. That's exactly what it sounded like. Of yeah. what a human should be or something. But um That's probably really like, insulting to the people that did write it, but let's go with that. I would love to speak to them. Like whoever you are, come for I'll set it up. Um, yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, because it's technically a retelling of Final Fantasy One. Um, which obviously back in the NES days, like there wasn't much plot. And they've kind uh-huh. of taken that and made it modern. And yeah, it's just it's bizarre, but the actual action of it all is really good. Um, I just came off a session with friends as well. The cop is really solid too. Um, it's just a really, it's made by the people who did like, you know, Neo and Ninja Gaiden and stuff. So yeah. like they do have that action game pedigree. Um, very, um, a little bit easier, I would say since like coming off of Elden Ring, but, um, yeah, I think it's worth, I don't know if it's worth your time or not, but like, it's, I just really, as a Final Fantasy fan, like it's just really fun to, take all of those like characters and worlds and um you know abilities and all that kind of shit and they've been repurposed into an action game and see how that all plays out you know because final fantasy especially the old games that which it mainly riffs off have largely been turn-based so like having all of that stuff in a a character action game like ninja gaiden or neo to a lesser extent is like i can really appreciate that as a final fantasy fan yeah um Basically, yeah, the like, description of it, it sounds like destined to have a cult following. Like people, yeah. I, uh, I just the, the plot <laughs> is terrible. Like it's genuinely awful. Uh-huh. Like there's, it's nothing good about. Like you just, but it's something if you play it with friends, you would just laugh at it, right? Which I think there's value in that. Sure. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like the Catwoman movie. Like that is so bad. But watching it with mates, like it's it's fun. Because it's so terrible. Like, that's a weird example, maybe, but that's the first the, thing that like comes to mind. Like, the room, maybe? Like, is that a fair comparison? <laughs> like, yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> or is that um, being maybe perhaps overly critical because the room's pretty dire? You just, yeah, you just don't know if this game is in on the joke. Right. But yeah, the combat's great. Bosses are really cool. Um, a lot of accessibility, if you're somebody who just wants to experience the story... Which is which is interesting, but if you want to do that, there's easy modes and stuff too, like um, oh, okay. and lots of casual modes to like let you, to let you play prop to play if you're not that good at action games. 
Um, Coming off the back of Elden Ring as well, how did you find the comeback? Because this was kind of initially, I don't know if it was pitched or if it was just the rumors that were circulating about it as like a, a Dark Souls inspired yeah, Final I Fantasy game. Like, we does that hold up? This. Yeah, we yeah. talked about this like on the podcast when it was a rumor. Um, yeah, like it, it definitely is closer to Neo. Like sure. in that it's not like a big open world. It's just le- like you play a level and yeah. each level's based on old games too. Um, and you finish that level, that's it. Um, there's no like big open world or anything like that. Um, yeah. But it's definitely more aggressive. Like you are rewarded for getting in there and like just fucking shit up rather than... I yeah, feel cool. like with Elden and Dark Souls, like you definitely need to be a bit more careful with your strikes and stuff, you yeah. know? Have your um, thumb floating over the circle button ready for yeah, another dodge. Yeah, whereas with <laughs> yeah Final Fantasy, I feel like it's much less punishing. Um, I just think it's a cool way to represent like it's a cool way to present this franchise that i don't think has ever really been done properly before um i do yeah it is a shame i think that it got memed pretty early on from the the trailer the the fucked demo that didn't work for two days and then like yeah it just kind of disappeared for a bit but um i, think I do if, like that there's a free demo you can download now that the progress yeah. carries over into the full game like i think that was a smart yeah, thing but that disappears in that... like a month which i think oh, is does it really? st- i think they should leave it up forever even if you've downloaded it Oh, no, I don't know about that. But, um, okay. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's really cool. I think I would... Rec- that actually is a good thing to... I should. I would recommend playing the demo, um, unlocking yeah. a few jobs, because you can play Mage, you know, Thief. There's so... Assassin. There's just so many... Mm. There's, like, 20-something jobs. Um, there's definitely something for everyone, especially if you play any of the Final Fantasy games, whether it's 14, like the big MMO, or anything else. Okay, um, cool. So, yeah, give I that think a go, a- and if you like it and find the, the story... Yeah dumb and fun enough then stick around yeah don't buy it for the story is all i'll say <laughs> that's the only thing i can 100 percent recommend but everything else pretty good yeah well certainly no shortage of games to play at the moment and it looks like that's not going to change anytime soon based on some looks we got as some new games this week a couple i'm eager to discuss and i'm cautious as well that we're already approaching the half hour mark but we would be amiss not to talk about hogwarts legacy uh, which was shown off this morning in much more detail than we've seen before at this morning's State of Play from PlayStation. The second in two weeks, no less. Shannon, I'm going to come straight to you first on this one because I know this is a game you're super excited for. What were your thoughts on the gameplay reveal? Um, yeah, I'd say it pretty much met exactly what I was hoping for, if not surpassed them a little bit. Again, I think if you, similar to what we were saying earlier, if you sort of look at this game for its mechanics like there's 20 other games that have come out in the last year that you could compare it to in terms of like open world and the things that it does within that and mechanics that it uses but i think Mm. as far as like a harry potter world and magic realized in a video game like it it looks to be doing a pretty good job of that and although we've only seen like a 15 minute snippet like everything that i saw within this state of play whether it be like crafting potions learning spells um flying on the nimbus or whatever the broomstick is called is a general term like i i want to do all of it just a broomstick is it it? yeah well it's much earlier than the nimbus 2000 right it is earlier than the nimbus we'll find out we're going right back we don't know i I think it might just be the nimbus or maybe the nimbus yeah yeah. Maybe Nimbus. it'll be the origin story of the Nimbus <laughs> 2000 and that will be the entire plot of the <laughs> game. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, it, it just looks insane. And I think if that can be realized in like a massive open... I, I still have fears that it's not like going to be truly open world and it'll be guided, which I don't know if that's the worst thing either, but I'm keen to see how that works. Yeah. What about yourself, Brody? Were you surprised just like how much they did show off and how system rich the game like appears to be? Uh, it kind of, I was trying to describe it to someone today and I was like, it almost kind of reminds me of a GTA trailer where they're like, and you can go and play tennis or go cycling. Yeah. Like it just seemed to have so much in there, right? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot in there and I think definitely fans of the movies and the books and everything are going to lap it up and enjoy everything there is for sure. Like, yeah, um, yeah it, it looks really good. It sort of reminds me of like you know the old harry potter games that we've already had like the half-blood prince is one that i played that i really enjoyed and obviously you could go to class in that and then you can zip around the grounds and all that sort of stuff so it just feels like that on a much bigger and far more polished scale which which is uh yeah definitely exciting what did you make of the combat did that tickle you fancy um yeah 
I, th I think so. Like, it looks pretty much what you'd expect. Yeah. What yeah, about yourself, games? Yeah. Anything that stood out to you? Um, I do feel like there's maybe a lot going on. Like, I think, like, how is all of this mm. going to be good? Like, in terms of, like, the, like you said, there's a lot of systems. Um. I also think from, like, a story perspective, I think it's going to be quite hard to care about any... I feel like so much of Harry Potter is the characters, like, the professors and everything yeah. like that. And I feel like that's not going to be... Obviously, that's not going to be there. Um, and I also don't know how interesting a bad guy the goblins will be. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, that seems a bit like a... Yeah, I said that too before we started. Like, I know there's dark wizards, but obviously I don't think... Like, obviously Voldemort doesn't isn't a thing yet. Death Eaters probably aren't either, obviously, then. So I don't know if that threat of the goblins is going to be as compelling. Um, that being said, and actually surprised me, as a kid, you can cast Avada Kedavra. Like, that seems pretty intense. Like, you're just killing people. And is that like, in the trailer? So I totally missed it that. It is, yeah. So, oh, like, yeah. They, they say, like, you can go into dungeons, but be careful, you might find something. And then, like, the person casts it. So, obviously, you can get the curses um the combat i think looks good i think it looks a bit mm. like light like i don't know I f it, it doesn't have like heft to it does that make sense like, yeah like i think maybe when you play it and you feel it and you're actually doing it that'll look good because i i've always i love the idea of dueling and being able to like parry and shit like and ca cast these returning spells and stuff mm. but yeah i don't know like it just doesn't it looks a little bit samey but i'm sure that is something that will make sense once i play it because they said there's dozens of spells like you know and ghostwire's got me going that, with three spells you know <laughs> so yeah that that was my worry like is the combat going to be repetitive and i have that same fear with ghostwire again i'm only a few hours in and james would know more than me but i think any game that sort of relies on magic can feel too easy at times or just too spammy if it's not too easy. I don't know. I feel like it's harder to get a balance with magic than it is anything else. Looking at the combat, I was like, this kind of reminds me of like Insomniac Spider-Man games where you've kind of got like a handful of movesets um, that are kind of mapped to each button and you just kind of find like what works for you and do that. But you've got some kind of flexibility to shake it up with. But like you're kind of like slamming someone into the ground or picking them up and then kind of doing something different with them or like the <sighs> different flame attacks. Like that all felt very Spider-Man with me granted it's magic saying, and not web-slinging. But and... I think that, that comes together because you've got a melee element. Like I don't think the wizard in this is going to start slapping people yeah, around. Yeah, this, this is all point. just kind of... <laughs> yeah, this is all just kind of pew-pew. Yeah, so maybe it does leave something in that capacity. But I, I think like in terms of how you're going to be asked to approach it as a player, I think it's going to be kind of similar. Yeah. Um, like the kind of flashing red, I don't know if that's like, I, I, I'm not up on Harry Potter enough to tell you what spell that was, but that kind of looks like a more basic attack. And then you've got like the fire and the flick up and down and stuff. And so, yeah, hopefully some kind of combos appear out of the combination of all of those. Um, I liked how kind of persona-esque it looked in a way, James, in terms of like your, I, I don't know how much the gameplay is going to operate in the same way, but like you go to class throughout the day and then once you finish with your classes of the day, you've got some time at night to go off and ex an adventure and explore this mystery that you're trying to yeah. solve or something. Do you think there's any chance of something like that happening? I don't know if, like, the social side of it will be as interesting. Like, I actually sure. thought, like, I wonder if there's romance. And I was like, wait, they're kids. That's probably weird. So, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I thought... It actually reminds me a lot of um, Bully or Canis Canem Edit from oh, Rockstar. Yeah. Like, obviously, yeah. you, had your, you had your, like, your missions and stuff. But during the day, you went to class and all that. Um, mm. And obviously, a more obvious comparison would be the old Harry Potter games, too. Um, yeah, Persona, yeah, I, I, like, it'd be cool if, like, you could be friends with certain classmates and that would, um, but there's already so many systems in yeah. this game, like, now that I'm thinking about it, like, mm, um, and yeah. the environments I, in it that, just look amazing as that's well, what like, I, was I can't saying. wait just to explore like the Forbidden like, Forest and everything else yeah. look really like good. Like, being able to go to Hogsmeade is really cool. Um, and I think what that's what will the carry this in light cool. of, in lieu of the characters being there, like, the familiar characters. I mean, like, obviously, no Hagrid and Dumbledore and Snape and stuff. Like, I'm sure people are going to miss that. But, like, the fact that you can still climb on a broomstick and fly about the Hogwarts castle. Like, the, I, it looks like the common rooms are pretty similar to how we remembered from movies. And I wasn't sure if it was, like, the Chamber of Secrets we saw or, like, the girls' kind of bathroom. But, like, all of these kind of touchstones. Yeah, I thought that I you saw Chamber of books. Secrets. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I feel like just exploring these environments and different interpretations on these environments, like, people will really, really enjoy um, there certainly seems to be a lot of buzz about the game already. Um, 
which, uh, yeah, it's cool that we're finally getting to hear more about it, I think. Yeah, I'm excited. I, I still no. think, yeah. Sorry, go on. No, I was just going to say, I, I still think, yeah, there, there's reason to be not concerned, but I could easily see it not coming together yeah. well or like better than okay. But yeah, I, I think everything we saw today, there's no reason not to be excited. There's some things that I was a bit like, I don't think the protagonist is voiced. Like, I didn't see any example of the protagonist delivering voice lines in the gameplay they showed. And things like that make me go, okay, maybe there are, like, some corners kind of cut here and there. But I don't think maybe that's, that doesn't I don't know if that's a corner much. cut, maybe though. Not. I think that's an artistic choice. Yeah. Like, I don't, yeah. I, yeah. But then be. they're working towards... It obviously works for the Fallout games in the past, so, like... They're working towards this character being someone, I think, in the, tra- in the video that we saw. They said something about their parent something there was something about that like harry's so grandfather know. or something but then i'm like yeah yeah i don't know like dumbledore's grandfather or some shit like i don't know if that's the vibe <laughs> um <laughs> they're going for i don't think they'll i that being said I, now that i've said that out loud i don't think they'll tie this into the main canon in many ways if any um to keep that open for all these shitty fantastic beasts movies they keep pumping out <laughs> They, um, yeah, the only kind of like direct sort of reference I saw was like the ghosts and whatnot. Oh, yeah, nearly headless Nick was there. Yeah, headless Nick, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyhow, we don't have a release on this one yet. Holiday 2022 is as much as we got. Shannon, do you reckon it's likely to hit that or can you see you foresee another delay? No, I think given we got 15 minutes of, of footage, it's definitely planned to come out this year. I think that everyone's going to be very cautious of release dates for this holiday, given there's like God of War, Breath of the Wild, Gotham yeah. Knights, Pokemon, this, like Pokemon. Like, I think that everyone's really going to wait and see how it shakes out before putting a date on thing, which I don't mind. Like, I, I quite like that we know when this is coming now and mm. just wait for a date. Makes a lot of sense. Well, on the topic of new game releases, there is one more I would love to speak about today, and that is The Quarry, uh, a new horror game with an all-star cast from Supermassive, the team behind Until Dawn. Brody, I'm going to come your way first this time, as one of our resident horror fans here at Presta, James being another, I would say. Uh, what's got the you main, excited maybe. about this game? Um, yeah, okay. Uh, thanks. Um <laughs> Are you, are you not a horror fan? Have I got no, this? No, I, this I guess I I am, but I not nearly as much as James. Um, but anyway, <laughs> um, nevertheless, um, yeah. I mean, this this game looks really cool. It, it hits that real uh, almost cheesy seventies eighties slasher vibe that we uh, that we love from like you know Freddy and Jason and all that sort of shit. Um, how many goddamn teams does this team have on the go? Like, because yeah, uh, what are they? They're still working through the dark pictures, aren't they? Like. Isn't the third one of that coming still? Yeah, fourth, fourth one. They must have multiple fourth. teams though, right? Because this is yeah. like a $100 game, so it must be fully fledged. Yeah, obviously more of an Until Dawn than a Dark Pictures sort of experience. But um, yeah, I mean, I've never actually finished a game by Supermassive, I don't think, now that I'm thinking about it. Like, I've tri- I've started Until Dawn about six times. I just have I never get through it for some reason. Right. But uh, seeing as this has the king, David Arquette, in it, I think I might um, power through this one. Um and it's nice to know that Lance Henriksen is still alive because I, I did not know that. I, I thought he had died. So, well done, He's Lance. Back. Oh, Lance. Welcome back. They dug him up for this. <laughs> so, what yeah. about yourself, James? As as then press that's true horror resident fan. What resident horror? I feel like, resident I'm, I feel like I'm a pretty big horror person too. But let's <laughs> no, ignore me. Shut up, not as, not as much as James. Scream, scream pay, pay, pay respect. How do we... Let me ask you then, James. How do we feel about the quarry and more Sweet Life of Zack and Cody cast members making it into a super massive game? That has no relevancy to you, does it? Yeah, I don't, that's <laughs> like... Of all the people in the cast, like whoever that person is, I don't even know who that person is, but that's the least interesting. But I'm glad that... Yeah, wow. Okay. So... <laughs> You and you make me feel so old. It's actually <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> Isn't this the guy I'm from? I'm just making uh, sure I've got this right. Is it the guy from Detective Pikachu as well? Yes. Is it? Is it J- yeah. Justice and Jurassic Smith World. Here? Yeah. 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 So Brenda, Brenda Song was in the Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, and I'm fairly sure it was Ashley Tisdale that was as well, who was in Little Hope. 
Oh. oh no, she no, she was in House of Ashes. Get okay, House of Ashes. Sorry, yeah. I'm getting and, and getting High School Musical. That's yeah. High School Musical. Anyway, yeah. okay. So going back to what I think this is really cool. Um, I think it's interesting that they've made three Dark Pictures games since Until Dawn, but the person who directed Until Dawn hasn't actually directed another game until now, like with the Quarry. So I don't know if they've got mm. like a like an A team or something working on that's been working on this for ages. Um, you know. Um, I think it's clearly a love letter to horror of for all generations because whoever you just yeah. said is in it, and then obviously Lin Shay is from Insidious <laughs> and um, <laughs> The Conjuring and stuff, um, and then obviously David Arquette and Scream, uh, Lance Henriksen, you know, Brody thought he was Alien. dead, and then the girl from Modern Family. Like I feel like they've done quite a good job at getting like. <laughs> Those people. Another in. famous horror movie, Modern <laughs> Family. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, they obviously couldn't find whoever they wanted, so they got her. I'm assuming. Um, <laughs> but like, oh, wow. <laughs> oh my um, god. But yeah, like, I think it's really solid, and I love that like anachronistic kind of like 80s vibe. I don't think it is the 80s, but it looks like it. Um, it's not those mobile phones, I think, by the looks of it. Even, like, no one will care about that. Like, Grace Zabriskie, she was, like, Sarah Palmer and um, Susan's mum from Seinfeld. Like, she's a really good, like, bad guy actress. Like, I love that she's in it, too. Like, I, I, she's kind of being overshadowed by everyone else. But um, and, and to your point as well, James, I love, like, Until Dawn, obviously, very kind of evil, dead, sort of inspired, like, Cabin in the Woods. This is obviously teenage camp counsellors, like, very Friday the 13th kind of inspired to... Um, so I love how they're kind of playing with these horror tropes, and I enjoyed that so much about Until Dawn. That hope they kind of do more of that with this. I think I it also like does work. That, it works the, so the well in a game too. So slasher as well, like so cool. Sorry, trying to cut you off twice there. No, I was, I was just going to say, like, <laughs> I haven't played the Dark Pictures games either, and I don't really know why. I feel like they've always just released at weird times, so I really should. But at least Until Dawn, like that, just worked so well, like that through done it kind of story in a game just worked really well yeah i'm keen for it keen for this yeah and i'll say like even if you're not a big horror fan like until dawn i thought was like pretty accessible like in terms of um you know playing being able to like uh, play with friends and make decisions together and this one's kind of got that i think that app support is right where you can play like up with up to like seven people I- um, I don't know. I don't know about the other the, the more recent games, but this one I think you can literally just watch as a movie. Like I don't even think you have to play anything. I might be wrong there, but I'm sure I read something about like a movie mode where you can yeah sort the gore fest option in movie mode. I th- I have a feeling there's a particular spin on the story based on the description. Of okay, it. all right. Like it yeah, says, you might be right. For fans of grindhouse grotesqueries, an abundance of death is remembered and buckets of blood await in this brutal option for movie mode. Right. Um, I don't know. Maybe there are different movie modes. Like Rega- you can see regardless, you're right. It's of very, it, yeah, it's, it's cool. very accessible. Like you, you can't even really fail, can you? From memory, like if someone sort of dies, they just die, right? Like it's well, fine. Yeah, and if all the characters die, then that's just one of the variations in the story that's played out that you've seen. Um, yeah, love it. And and I think it's got like a rewind feature this time as well, where like up to three yeah, times in the that. story, if someone dies, you can rewind and but make think a change of decision. Yeah, but that's like ruining the concept. But- but then also, I don't think that's in the game straight away. I think if you no, you have, to, you have to beat it first is, as well. This is no, this is instant. This is like right from the get go. You've got that oh, true, time, which true, is true. new to yeah. this one. It does unlock after you beat the game if you don't have the deluxe edition. But okay, so this you, gives yeah, you because I feel like access. the first time through, to me, having played all three of the uh, other ones, um, yeah, you definitely want to live with your yeah. mistakes <laughs> and try to come to terms with them. Like, that's yeah, half I, fun. apologies. Uh, that movie mode. A death rewind system, yeah. That the the instant access element of it is deluxe edition stuff. Yeah, I love that this game. I, I love this trend of like uh, people like announcing games and then they're out like three or four months later. Like mm. I could, I could, I could get used to that. Like, the fact leaked. that this isn't that, like, the like, fact that the, weird. Yeah, that's very yeah. unusual. Like the fact that this is so close is is very exciting. Yeah. yeah, I think it's really cool as well. Like just the amount of teams they got going. Like, um. Yeah, I mean, everyone obviously knew about what their planning was for the anthology series. Um, but yeah, for then this one to just like appear out of nowhere. Super cool. I can't wait for it. It's going to be fun. Maybe something we can all play together. What do you reckon? Shannon, I'm, you want to come around to mine? with all your mates, Ewan. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good yeah, point. No, we should. We should for sure. That'd be Screen fest. Play, play the Dark good. Pictures games with me. Someone. Brody, let's yeah, I'm, do it I'm for still yet to play them, so that let's would be do good. It. Like it's, yep, yeah, let's do it. Before we bounce into what the wiki, though, I do have a rapid fire qu- 
question for you all, which is more of like a stock take, because I honestly don't know what's happening anymore with this like sheer onslaught of games. I just kind of know what you've all been playing. Shannon, what have, what are you playing at the moment? Um, I've been playing Kirby, Ghostwire, and a bit of Mario Kart new tracks today as well. It's been fun to jump back into yeah. that. So the Switch is getting plenty of love. It is. Love it. Love that. James, what about yourself? More Ghostwire, I would, I'd guess. Yeah, um, I'm between Ghostwire and I'm playing Stranger of Paradise with friends now. So, cool. Yeah, can you that's... reveal when your review is due for Ghostwire? Is that... Can we say I that? I don't think we actually know, Ewan. Um, I know it's next week. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it's it's around launch. I don't think it's, it's mega early. It's I'll just say that. Before the okay. day it comes out is all yeah. we can say today. Potentially. All right, cool. And what about yourself, Brady? What are you What are you playing these days? Um, I haven't started playing it yet, but I'm about to, with only four hours before embargo, play the Trek of Yomi, a uh, Trek to Yomi Ooh. preview. So hopefully Amazing. I can cra- crap something out for that. Otherwise, it'll probably be up tomorrow. We <laughs> so. better wrap up this episode pretty soon then. And before we do that, we should play What the Wiki, the Press Starts podcast game show where the previous week's winner reads part of a Wikipedia page for an unknown game and we, the contestants, must guess the game. The first to guess two games correctly wins the round and takes home the points. And I think that is the first time I've just done that off memory. I wasn't even looking at the sheet there, which is kind of scary. (laughs) As last week's winner, Shannon is in the hosting chair this week. Shannon... Oh, wait, I should recap the scores. Brody, you're on three. James is on two. Myself, Kieran, and Shannon all tied on a point each, and Harry and Stephen on nil points. But Shannon, has Stephen now the ever, show is yours. Has Stephen ever not been on nil points for entire seasons? Every we got to season. get Harry back on and like fudge it so he can get the point. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I, feel, I, know. I can feel. I'm sorry, Stephen. I can feel James breathing down my neck, so I'm a bit, uh, bit nervous here. Yeah, yeah. I'll do my best, be for you, Brody. Be gentle. All let's right, go, let's go for you. I don't know. <laughs> Bye. Good night. This is this is pretty woeful. I tried to pull something good together, but it just flopped. All right. The game. <laughs> Every <laughs> week, the on podcast. That, yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> Flop for the podcast. The game features five elemental spells: earth, ice, fire, wind, and lightning, as well as Ye- Brody. Wow. Hit Sorry. Me. Go for it, Brody. For spoken. No. Okay. No. As well as as well as a standard arcane bolt attack and context sensitive spells such as telekinesis. Also included are dozens of potions and numerous other items to collect. Players must defeat various enemies, solve puzzles, and craft new potions as they progress through the game. Brody, you can come back now. Players must use the PlayStation Move to cast magic spells to attack oh, enemies James. and bro- Oh god. Yep. Is it um is it just called sorcery? It is sorcery. Well done, James. Damn. Love that. Never even heard of that game. Nobody mm. did. <laughs> yeah. Only James. <laughs> All right, I'll go with this one. Oh, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> rigging it. Yeah, literally. <laughs> like, it's so I don't want it to and done. So it sounds like you're winning the long run anyway, James, so let's not I don't, worry. No, I don't care. <laughs> I don't know. I just think the sanctity of the Are game they all has been compromised. You know what? I'm going to go with the one the I had below that other one. We, okay, good on you. Go on, go. <laughs> you can just can not say anything, Shannon. Just fucking no, say it. No. Look, I don't, we don't want dead air. Pad, 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 do we? Spell break is... Ep- oh, <laughs> I just said the game name. Oh, my that's, God. Is that's so hard. Hard. Spell break. You and you and you and you Damn it. That was... My other good one too. Now the other one's you're a, you're a flop, bitch. <laughs> would, either, would any of you have got that spell break? Do you know? I feel like James I, I, would have been the only like one. I've, I've buzzed in here. Is that not? Look, we said we that was just the rules last week. Ewan. Yeah. Is Ewan, it spell break? <laughs> no. Fuck off. Was that what you said? It oh, is. God. Are we really giving it to you? But this that. is a train wreck. We're not. That's it not okay. It is a train wreck. Changes. <laughs> This is the, another game. Changes to the mechanics of previous <laughs> games include student in peril missions, which are a group of challenges to help a student and polyjuice potion, which allows players to temporarily change James. one of the... Ooh. Is it Harry Potter on the Order of the Phoenix? No. Brody. <laughs> Brody. Is it Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince? It is not. 
Fuck. You want to? You just gonna yell a Harry Potter movie name? At me as yeah, well? yeah. You and is it Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire? It is not the game. Damn it. Are we all back in by default? Yeah, I think so. You are. <laughs> Which allows players to temporarily change one of the player's characteristics into any other minifigure unlocked. Oh, James. Mage- yes, James, please put me out of my misery. <laughs> oh, it could be three things. Um, <laughs> is it the Lego Harry Potter collection? No, it's not. Go, Ewan. I'm not confident enough I know which one it is. Just pick Bro- one then. Brody. Yeah. Lego Harry Potter years one to eight. I don't know. <laughs> no, that's not one. <laughs> Is that a game? I don't know. I made I, it up. I don't know. I can't remember how the divisions uh, broke down. Uh, my friend Kate would be screaming. She's going to be screaming at the I can just watch her shattered cogs turned right now. This is amazing. Do you know what it is, James? I feel like if you can guess it. <laughs> you I don't want to get it wrong. I can't remember how the divisions were. Is it Lego Harry Potter years five to eight? No, but that is warmer. A game. Well, ja- that yeah. is a game. Okay. Should I? You can go <laughs> for it, James. <laughs> is it Lego Harry Potter years one to four? It is Lego Harry Potter years Fuck one up. to four. How did you get that, James? You are a king. <laughs> With that, don't wrap it up. That that was fucking dreadful. <laughs> Shannon should not be allowed to host ever. <laughs> I love the chaos. Embrace I the know. chaos. I know it is. It is good. Like whenever he wins, we should just you all to put me off instead. with the spell break. You, you I should just you You said the words. <laughs> I don't. You, you all were putting me off. I don't care. <laughs> and on that note, this. that's been what the wiki. This week, <laughs> thank you, Shannon. What a note uh, well, it was. Well, James, you've equaled Brody on three points there, but never fret, Huge. James. You are back in the. Sorry, never fret, Brody. James will be in the hosting chair next week, so you have a chance at extending your lead out once more, and maybe it'll just go back and forth for the whole season. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe. Who knows? But with that, let's bring an end to what was this week's episode of the Press Start Podcast. Subscribe to us on Listener or the podcast service of your choice. Follow us at Press.au and visit the site at pressstart.com.au. We've been joined today by Shannon. You can follow me on Twitter at Shancake underscore. And you know what? If you've got recommendations for what the wiki, just send me a DM. Just let me know what games I should fumble my way through next. Do you want to just like stockpile them in your Twitter DMs? Is that your plan? I do. Okay. It is. There you go. Shannon's DMs are open, apparently. Uh, also joining us today was James. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at, at James, A-T-J-A-M-Z. Uh, and last but not least, joining us on the show, it was Brody. Thank you. You can follow me on most things at Brody underscore DG. And I've been your host, Ewan Roxbury. You can follow me on Twitter at Ewan underscore Roxbury. Thanks again for tuning in. And until next time, happy gaming. Bye. Bye. Bye.